0: To everyone, uh, to the um, yeah, Now he's in English, so it'll be uno scienziato calvo sotto la doccia. Siamo di nuovo insieme con uh, con me Francesco Gentile con un ospite incredibile che la canzone. Uh, I have to switch in English again, it's so difficult. Uh, so with a song that uh, you just heard for seven minutes, very long, we had, had some technical problem. Indiana Jones, every one of you, I think, uh, remember uh, the famous archaeologist. And indeed, tonight uh, with us, there is a also a famous archaeologist. Uh, she's Italian. Uh, she, comes, uh, she works in uh, Groningen. And uh, uh, she's also called Francesca. Ciao Francesca, hi Francesca, how are you doing?
1: Hello Francesco! <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, how are you doing? Where are you from? Tell us a bit uh, something about yourself.
1: Fine, I'm from Italy, from uh, Puglia. Um, where, in,
0: where exactly? Because I remember that you told me there is a small uh, town in Puglia.
1: Uh, called yes, so it's called Candela.
0: Candela. <laughs> That in action in uh, Cuban, I have a uh, the, the girlfriend or friend of mine, candela means uh, fuego, means hot, uh, means, heart, means uh, sexual power. No, I mean, no, I'm, I'm not Italian making means, uh, any reference, but still. <laughs> okay, okay, it's candela. The name
1: of a town. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, I'm a researcher in archaeology at the University of Groningen mm-hmm. in prehistory and protohistory. Wow. What
0: what exactly means prehistory? So what is, yeah, I kind of know prehistory is something old, but uh, what what exactly is it about?
1: Yes, just, mm, I briefly mm, try to refresh your memory.
0: Yeah, thanks.
1: Uh, The term prehistory refers to the time since human beings appear on Earth. Okay. It's the period of human activity between the use of the first stone tools Around 40,000 years ago. Oh my God. And uh, history, uh, when writing systems were invented.
0: Ah, so the history is when uh, the writing system was invented, okay.
1: More or less, uh, around uh, 5,000 years uh, ago. Okay. Um, But, but, the period when a culture is written about by others, but has not developed its own writing, is known as proto-history.
0: Okay, interesting. Uh,
1: Sumer in Mesopotamia, the Indus Valley civilization, and ancient Egypt were the first civilizations to develop their own writings and to keep historical records. Okay. Most other civilizations reached the, the end of prehistory during the Bronze Age or during the Iron Age.
0: Okay. Bronze Age, Iron Age. Interesting. I think you're going to talk us about uh, the differentiation uh, later. So, now, okay. what, what it really interests me when, uh, when I talk to you the first time is... So, what is... I also asked last time, last month, to Rajat, our astrophysics. So, wh- what is the... How did you start uh, to to uh, to have this passion for archaeology? I think all kids, all babies, uh, like to to be an archaeologist because of Indiana Jones, because of uh, the Goonies, amazing uh, uh, movie of uh, 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 Steven Spielberg. So, what what is what was your also your your passion came from uh, came from um, the Goonies or so Indiana Jones? Have you ever watched Indiana Jones? <laughs>
1: Uh, to tell the truth, never. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I knew, that's why I asked you.
1: <laughs> no, well, uh, I have been always uh, fascinated by the past uh, since uh, I was a child. Um, I was uh, attracted by uh, objects belonged to, um, for instance, to my grandparents. I was continuously asking them questions about their past. And then um, there was a game I liked to play. Uh, that was booting with uh, the messages or objects, hoping that uh, one day somebody would have found my traces.
0: Oh, nice! And wow. made
1: questions about uh, who had buried them.
0: How old were you when uh, you you thought about that? Um, old?
1: I, um, less than 10 for sure. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, yes, then I went um, um, then at school uh, I liked history a lot um, and I liked it so much that at some point uh, the um, uh, let's say Histoire Even oh.
0: was not histoire enough. Histoire <laughs> Which I don't know what does he mean, although i speak some uh, French.
1: The history Mortacci.
0: of the. <laughs> 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 Our technical guy here say Mortacci. The
1: history of the political events based on political events on wars for okay. instance,
0: no? The history of events? Mm, okay.
1: Yes. And um, so, this kind of a history was uh, not enough anymore. And I wanted to know what people were doing and uh, thinking while these political events were going on. Um, then, um, one day, I had the possibility to uh, go to an excavation, to see an excavation uh, where Belgian archaeologists were. Uh, bringing to light uh, an uh, ancient town, uh, an Iron Age town, and uh, there I saw guys uh, scraping and cleaning the ground with brushes and uh, finding objects, coins, uh, fragments of uh, ceramics. Uh, So there were uh, really people that uh, were looking for traces. Uh, left by other people in the past,
0: like you tried to do when you were a, a child, yes, trying to I- find, I- tra- la- left, leave traces in the ground.
1: And uh, yes, I la- I really liked it. Um, uh, so when I went to. Uh, the uh, the, university, no, uh, actually I went to the high school first, and uh,
0: hopefully, (laughs) unless you are super intelligent, (laughs) which I believe, immediately she passed uh, to the university (laughs) because she was amazing.
1: (laughs) No, it's because um, I went to a scientific school, a very different uh, school, Uh, but um, (laughs) uh, my favorite uh, field remained history also at the time. Uh, actually math and uh, physics were only interesting for the life history of uh, Pythagoras or uh, Euclid (laughs) (laughs) Um, so finally I could go to the university and uh, I choose uh, archaeology
0: okay and uh, but uh, wonderful uh, it's it's very funny the thing of uh, (laughs) Pythagoras but now you're in Netherlands what are you doing here
1: uh, yes, I am um, in the Netherlands now, because, uh, uh, mainly because the Groningen Institute of Archaeology of the University of Groningen is doing a research in uh, southern Italy, in the region Calabria, mm. uh, and I joined them and I am carrying out a research on human settlements during the Bronze Age.
0: All right. What, what is your main topic of research? Uh,
1: the main topic is uh, uh, ceramic. Okay. Um, uh, what is ceramic?
0: Yeah. What is ceramic, <laughs> and uh, in which period? Because <laughs> you you were talking about Bronze Age, uh, Iron yeah. Age, uh, probably Copper Age. So, so ceramic in which period?
1: Um, well, um, in my case, in uh, Bronze Age. But uh, let's say that cer- ceramic is produced by men starting from the. Uh, Prehistory during the Neolithic, imp- the Neolithic period oh, wow. uh, in Italy means from the uh, sixth millennium before Christ.
0: So the first place that uh, so the first place where the first piece of ceramics was found is Italy.
1: Uh, not, no, no, no. Um, I mean for the Neolithic uh, in I mean Italy, Neolithic.
0: Okay. Uh, where, yes, where? in the
1: south, in Puglia, in Basilicata, for instance, um, um, and then following the timeline, uh, uh, the Neolithic is followed by the Copper Age. Okay, in but I'm going to
0: stop you here because we're going to talk about the differentiation of copper, uh, bronze and iron age after, uh, a little bit after, just to put some more suspense in mm-hmm. what those three ages are. And now I uh, leave you with, uh, uh, we're going to go on with uh, something that's related to the iron age that Francesca just mentioned. It's uh, a wonderful song from Paolo Nutini. Um, Uh, Paolo Nutini with uh, Iron Sky die and the power they took from Vedo la famosa fotografia delle impronte dei piedi umani sul suolo della luna. Fotografia, peraltro, ormai giornalisticamente invecchiata. Non so dire cosa mi succeda. Ci resisto bene, anzi. Con indifferenza continuo a fare ciò che sono dietro a fare. Ma mi prende una specie di capogiro, un senso di rivelazione. Mi viene da scrivere Intermittence du coeur, citando Proust. E lo scrivo perché in realtà si tratta di un'intermittence du coeur. Questa fotografia, infatti... Mi rievoca altre immagini, queste impronte mi rievocano altre impronte. Non si tratta di una novità, non mi si manifesta qualcosa di ignoto, si tratta ancora una volta di un ritorno. un Povero vecchio uomo, ancora quasi bestia che lasciavi i tuoi segni sulla terra. Il tuo passaggio su questo mondo era testimoniato da un nulla, un'orma appunto, o un segno inciso dalla tua goffa, bestiale e già laboriosa mano. Poche cose conciliano con l'uomo, lo rendono fraterno fraterno, riempiono di un un senso distruggente ma giusta pietà per lui, quanto le sue tracce più infime e umili. Qui un uomo di 50.000 anni fa ha lasciato le sue ossa, qui un uomo di 7.000 anni fa ha lasciato una timida forma rossiccia di cervo. La pietra pietra fedele e longeva custodisce lungo interi millenni quel nulla, Le orme dei piedoni degli uomini sulla luna danno questa comprensione pietosa per una vita che si è svolta in un passato inanerrabile. Se ne sono tornati sulla terra, sono morti. Si sono accumulati i millenni sulle loro povere azioni della vita. Ed ecco qui, appunto, i loro segni, i segni del loro passaggio. Sì, fin qui sono giunti, nelle loro infinite migrazioni. Ciò che commuove nella passeggiata così prosaica, anche un po' stupida, degli americani sulla luna non è il futuro, ma il passato. Il destino di ogni futuro di diventare passato, se non lo è già. È il ripetersi continuo di queste ricerche brancolanti e intente dell'uomo strinato che perdendo in un loro segno che sopravvive la continuità logica e il senso completo danno di colpo la giusta misura della loro grandezza e della loro piccolezza. Rassicura colui che ha in sorte di vivere oggi, credendosi immortale o meno mortale di tutti. Lo rassicura sulla capacità esaustiva e poetica del puro presente, incancellabile o comunque irrevocabile. Queste impronte di grossi piedi umani hanno una direzione, un'andata e una venuta. Prima e dopo c'è il nulla da ricostruire. Il cuore si sente cadere nel passato e ciò lo consola.
2: Honey, I've been thinking about you And all that you do Don't you think of me too? Lady, where you have been for so long? to write you this song well I long to be alone with you and if I couldn't have you I don't know what I would do yeah I guess I will leave this world alone because without you I'm I dream of you so much, love you so much, but thoughts are not when I speak. I would leave this world alone because without you I'm You,
0: I'm just born. e siamo di nuovo in diretta su uno scienziato calvo sotto la doccia Eh, allora vi faccio un po' riassunto di quello che abbiamo fatto um, ho fatto una le, uh, ho letto uh, subito dopo il pezzo di Paolo meravigliosa meraviglioso Aero Sky ho fatto una uh, <ride> ho fatto una lettura di ho letto una, un commento sul il primo uomo della luna di Pasolini Che si trovava in una rubrica che lui ha fatto per il di cui era responsabile dal 1968 al 1969 sul sul, quotidiano Il Tempo. E dopo abbiamo avuto il grandissimo Kiwanuka con Bones, che mi sembra molto vicino al tema di oggi, che era l'archeologia. E a proposito di archeologia, ritorniamo a. Uh, in effetti, uh, actually I should have switched in English. That's what my. La regia non l'ha voluto dire. <laughs> Ma potete dirlo? You could say it because uh, you know sometimes are not very fresh and uh, um, tight to uh, to be uh, immediately reactive. Anyway. Yes. Now uh, I got my mindset back in the English uh, mode, so we can proceed without any problem. Uh, I was saying that uh, yes, uh, I read uh, a uh, a piece of uh, uh, Pier Paolo Pasolini on the uh, first landing of the human being on the moon, and after that uh, we listened to. Uh, Michael Kiwanuka with uh, Bones which I thought was quite related to the uh, theme of today which is archaeology. About that uh, we're going to uh, proceed our interview with our archaeologist um, Francesca who is going to uh, I think I would like to uh, I was curious to know first of all what do you think about uh, the, the, the reading of uh, Pasolini um, uh, I liked a lot this, uh,
1: this text and um, Pasolini was impressed by the image of the footsteps uh, left by the spacemen on the moon. And he said that those footsteps called to his mind other footsteps. The ones left by the Neanderthal men. Yeah. He said that uh, what, um, was, what impressed people who in 1969 were looking at the footsteps left by the spacemen, um, it's about uh, the future. It's not, uh, sorry, it's not about no, the future. It's not
0: about the future, yes.
1: <laughs> but it's about the past. Um, that is because the human traces left in the past comfort us. It's also the future will be past. Um, and the continuous man research makes the present safe, as those uh, traces from the past make sure that there is uh, a future to build up. And this uh, sureness that uh, the past gives, uh, gives to us, gives also the guarantee that uh, we can go on. It uh, uh, seems that uh, we need the past.
0: Absolutely. That's what exactly, exactly what you do. In your research right so you try if I well understood that you try to uh, from the ceramic uh, from the piece of ceramic and the, and the vase and uh, and pot you find uh, your with your digging you if I well understood that you uh, actually can manage to, to locate temporally um, the the, the that pot so and uh, with locating temporarily that pot you can uh, understand uh, which kind of uh, civilization was in that in that particular place uh, uh, in, in in a particular period so uh, for instance you are an uh, expert in, uh, in in the Bronze Age right so what First of all, what is uh, first of all the difference between the copper, the bronze, and the and the iron age? So why is so important to locate temporally a piece of ceramic, which I mean to us means any doesn't mean anything. <laughs> so, but for an archaeology think it means a lot. Um,
1: well, um, yes, there is this. Uh, um, uh, there are these different phases in the human history. And um, as I was uh, said uh, saying before, after the Neolithic period, there is the Copper Age, then the Bronze Age, and then the Iron Age. Um, um, thanks to the finds, uh, in this case, to the, the finds of remains, uh, in this case, um, uh, fragments of uh, pots, um, uh, we can interpret Um, other features characterizing the the societies uh, in the past. Uh, I can make an example. Mm, uh, For instance, at the beginning of the Iron Age, there is a huge social and political change. As the first urban centers appeared, um, the first cities, um, while before, in the Bronze Age, small settlements, were scattered over the territory without uh, um, a, a
0: systematic yes. without a systematic uh, coherent uh, yeah
1: and, and so um, while uh, during the Bronze Age settlement consisted of a, a hut structure with roofs made of straw or wood sometimes with stone basements um, in the uh, in the um, Iron Age um, uh, the situation is different and the culture the material culture reflects these changes.
0: Okay so for instance uh, uh, what, what is the difference uh, between uh, the, the Copper Age and the Br- Bronze Age? So if you find the, which is the different in, in, the, in the pot uh, from the Bronze Age and the uh, Copper Age?
1: Um, well um, we can uh, talk about uh, um, a functional value of mm-hmm. the pots, I mean, uh, uh, in uh, all periods uh, the function of a pot is the same. It is used uh, to drink, to eat, to store food. What what changes during the, 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 um, the times and uh, um, across different r- regions? Um, is uh, concerning the decorations uh, um, the other characteristics that have not a um, functional value uh, but what we can but uh, a cultural one and and based on these characteristics uh, we can uh, um, find Synchronic uh, rela- cultural relationships uh, between um, different populations uh, in different regions.
0: For instance?
1: Um, it's possible uh, to find same kind of uh, pots uh, in um, places far, far from each other. Uh, okay,
0: so you're telling me that uh, something like 4,000 years ago Uh, where I mean obviously didn't exist uh, uh, any locomotion, I mean it was difficult to to go from one place to another, I mean it was difficult to cover hundreds of kilometers. You want to tell me that uh, you can still find the same type of pot in two completely far away uh, places, how is that possible?
1: Um, I think, uh, yes, uh, it's possible, and uh, um, I think that we can talk about uh, a wide network within which uh, people, technological uh, aspects uh, and objects, in this case bots, uh, traveled already from place to place. Um, I would say I would talk about a uh, proto
0: globalization. Proto globalization, <laughs> very nice. So, actually, uh, let me understand there was someone that uh, visited uh, a, a little village, a settlement, and he uh, would bring some tradition from another village. Uh, but I mean, that, that guy that visited that village just to know perfectly how to do the ceramic. So, it wasn't very easy. To have this uh, this uh, uh, transfer of, uh, of knowledge wasn't as easy as now obviously. Uh,
1: no, um, by considering the extent to which these uh, cultural traits were shared or not by people from different places I think uh, it's possible to talk uh, about uh, cultural transmissions as a process by which uh, information, and I mean uh, knowledge, uh, skills or beliefs, Mm -hmm. um, is passed from individual to individual uh, via social learning, Um, as a result of uh, experimentation, copying and um, production. uh, choices.
0: So about about uh, the the beliefs that you mentioned, is it possible that uh, finding a, a specific pot um, with specific characteristic it could uh, tells you something about the religion, could tells you uh, I don't know uh, whether in a specific place there was a a funerary uh, there was a, a tomb over there.
1: Um Yes, um, usually um, uh, there are types of pots that uh, we uh, we find only in uh, tombs or or only in uh, uh, sanctuaries uh, or in uh, religious places. Um, Pots that are related to um, ritual uh, ceremonies um, and uh, that uh, shows different characteristics if compared... um, uh, uh, to uh, with um, uh, daily
0: uh, pot pot okay. uh, daily, the, 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 use w- with the, the one that we use for eating and for drinking yes. also yes. that's very so you can reconstruct actually the life uh, of those people just buying, looking at the pots so you could you could even know probably what they eat and what they drink from the shape of the pot
1: um, uh, yeah, we, we have we to supposed. be <laughs> We supposed
0: We supposed, yeah, to do it <laughs>
1: okay. No, we, uh, we have to be careful, of course <laughs> Yeah,
0: she's a scientist, she doesn't want to say it But I think, uh, yeah But
1: you can, uh, you can uh, uh, perceive that uh, there are uh,
0: I will say for you Okay. okay. Yes, yes. Yes. Right. Yeah. For yes. sure. <laughs> okay. Good. Very nice. So uh, thank you very much, uh, Francesca. We're gonna uh, go on with the um, with the next track, which is uh, Brazilian, which uh, uh, I choose just because Brazilian uh, reminds me of primitive, of a very very tribal and uh, and strong sound. So is Roberto Ribello with uh, Estrella de Madureira. Benvenuti. Welcome back. Welcome back. Now, as you saw, uh, I could switch immediately to English indeed. Okay, nice. This was, uh, as I told you before, Roberto Ribeiro uh, with Estrella de Madureira. Okay, Francesca, we are at the last part of our interview. So uh, I think the, 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 uh, the, the, the aspect of archaeology I was always interested about, that... Uh, uh, amazed me about uh, Indiana Jones and the Goonies, although they were kind of uh, uh, movies. It was the way that archaeologists uh, uh, are looking for things. So all the methodology or that, that are behind uh, finding uh, those those amazing rema- remains, uh, treasures uh, and uh, bones uh, and dino- dinosaurs. So um, there are are there different methodology to, to do that? So what, what, is the t- what are the techniques out there that allows us to find those remains?
1: Mm, well, a good uh, mean to find uh, archaeological traces is a surface survey, uh, which is an archaeological methodology by which archaeologists search for archaeological sites and collect information about the location, distribution and the organization of uh, past human presence across uh, a large area by walking.
0: Ah, just walking. Just walking. <laughs> so, so with all those words, I thought, well, I don't know, probably with a helicopter doing uh, stuff. No, just uh, walking.
1: By walking, but in a systematic way. Oh, that's nice. Um, like? Um, like in row or at a certain distance uh, uh, among them. Okay. And so
0: because there are hypotheses that in a certain location there could be some remains and from there you kind of go over that region.
1: Yeah, you have to cover all the territory. Uh,
0: which are supposed to yes. be remains, okay.
1: And um, But when carrying out uh, this uh, kind of uh, walking service, our archaeologists uh, use uh, other tools like, inclu- um, like um, GIS, GPS, ah. Uh, remote sensing techniques, geophysical um, prospection, such as uh, ground penetrating radar. Okay. And, uh, and uh, aerial photography.
0: Aerial photography?
1: Um, like? Because uh, now you know the archaeological, uh, the sub surface archaeological uh, features uh, may be uh, visible from the air.
0: Okay. Um, Can you give us an example?
1: Um, um, uh, not a technical example but i can uh, tell you um that uh, an uh, anecdote.
0: anecdote
1: for instance yes, that, that, that during the second world war okay while the uh, RAF was uh, uh, the, the
0: the english uh, military aeronautics right
1: mm-hmm. um uh, while they were um flying uh, uh, Just to
0: recog- recognition of the the territory Milita- for military yeah. purposes.
1: Uh, from there, they could see many traces in southern Italy, and uh, um, one of these uh, uh, soldiers, uh, Bimford uh, found Binford called uh, found these uh, um, rounded shapes in the um, cornfields. Uh, ah,
0: like like the, this thing that. Uh, People think that uh, due, uh done by alien. Right? Yes, no. In Those that case,
1: where uh, they were uh, Neolithic villages. Ah,
0: okay. Wow. And uh, no alien. It's a no, no,
1: no, <laughs> no. No aliens in Puglia. Neolithic no. alien. Okay. <laughs> and this is an example that. Okay. Uh,
0: um, so by chance, sometimes as well. Yeah. If, mm, if
1: sometimes uh, the research can uh, can start by chance. Uh, yes. Yeah. In all the fields, actually. And, um, uh, but then um, there is uh, the mo- the most the most common uh, me- uh, method uh, used in archaeology that is uh, uh, excavation
0: okay the classical excavation
1: um, yes in excavating um, a fundamental concept is stratigraphy. Um, Um, It's uh, based on the law of uh, superposition taken from the geology um, and uh, states that in uh, stratigraphic sequences the oldest layer of soil will be at the bottom of the the sequence. Um, This means that excavating layer by layer archaeologists read the history book starting from the last page back to the front
0: page. Ah, okay, so uh, the more the more deep, the, the, the more deep, the older there are. Yes. Okay, yeah. so that's why they start that, ah, okay, okay, now understood, oh, interesting.
1: And these are the main uh, methodological techniques to find. Okay,
0: so I, I guess all this methodology and uh, all these this, uh, uh, researchers like you, they cost a lot of money, so as I asked last time to, last month to Rajat, why do we invest uh, all this money and all this research It's something that apparently looks, uh, that is not really useful for everyday life, at least for our, uh, for our modern daily life, so how would you convince people, so what is the, the, the final goal, why do you think archaeology is important in mm. nowadays?
1: Uh, Yes, it's a very mm, difficult issue, but um, um, although it's not immediately perceived, like you just said, culture in general has a strategic function uh, because it's one of the engines for uh, economic and uh, technological growth. Um, um, Since society is made of uh, multiple components, um, it's uh, therefore a complex society, and to manage with this complexity, we have to be able to analyze and interpret the signs of social changes, uh, which have an origin, reasons, yeah, and these origins, um, um, obviously, um, uh, can be found in the past. Yeah. Um, we, I think uh, I'm, I can, we risk for uh, instance to get uh, um, technological innovation without culture. And therefore, we uh, in this way, we validate um, new historical contexts characterized by differences in uh, knowledge and culture. Yeah. This is the opposite to um, a multicultural society, in which uh, respect for each other starts from the historical knowledge we have uh, about each other. Um, from the point of view of um, a state, a government, um, um, funding archaeological research means um, to give uh, uh, um, uh, to make uh, um, to to to, f- to provide data to b- build up our history.
0: Yeah. Um, so it's basically what what uh, Calvino, eh, si Calvino, <laughs> uh, what Pasolini uh, said perfectly in that. I mean, if we want to go in the future, probably we have to look at the, our past.
1: Uh, yes, because this means uh, um, collaboration, development and growth uh, for a society. In, other, in order to do so, we should think rethink about the relationships among culture, politics and uh, communication and radio.
0: What? A radio? <laughs> yes, of course. Thank you very much, Francesca. You were great. And uh, um, so our interview, unfortunately, uh, has to stop here because uh, we have our last uh, uh, track. Probably we have some time for the last reading and probably the very last track. So we will see because we still have five minutes. For uh, the ratings. From the greetings, yes, indeed. Um, so the the, the next uh, ah yeah, uh, obviously our, our guest want to say hi to everyone. Sorry, Francesca.
1: No, thank you for inviting me. Yeah, and, uh, it was a pleasure.
0: <laughs> My pleasure. Bye bye. Okay, so uh, this is kind of an homage um, to the to the autumn that uh, we are living right now in October, November, because uh, it's a it's a track from uh, a great uh, French uh, chanteur. Uh, it's called his name is Tete, and uh, the track is called "À la, fave, à la Faveur de l'Automne."
3: Posté devant la fenêtre, je guette les âmeuses et à la faveur de l'automne. Posté devant la fenêtre, je regrette de n'y avoir songé maintenant que tu apportes. L'heure de l'automne, reviens cette douce mélancolie. Un, deux, trois, quatre, un peu comme Froden, la vieille mélodie. Rivée devant le téléphone, j'attends que tu daignes m'appeler, que tu te décides enfin. Toi, Allure de garçonneront fiers un peu la manatonie de mes journées, de mes
0: Siamo di nuovo in onda. Eh sì, allora un grande ringraziamento, già l'abbiamo fatto a Francesca, un enorme ringraziamento anche al nostro Tony Barranca, editore... because I don't know whether to do it in English or Italian. Because the next, uh, fr- no, the third Friday of the second Friday of Sorry, November. The second Friday of November. It will be on again with this uh, uh, radio show, the Creative Lunch. Oh, yeah. Will be nine o'clock.
4: Will be with me. We will have a new guest and uh, I hope that who is the guest who is the
0: guest uh, he doesn't Andrew. know he doesn't know he <laughs> doesn't <laughs> know oh, oh. okay <laughs> okay good and uh, so we're gonna uh, also thanks a lot uh, Radio L'italiana Italiana that uh, is uh, hosting us in the meanwhile this Fatwise Slim we're right here right now last thing I want to tell you is that uh, the fourth month, the fourth Friday of the month of November, the 24th of November, I will be with two guests, actually two neuroscientists. <laughs> scientists, so hopefully you're going to be listening to me and uh, 10 seconds uh, are uh, still uh, missing and we're going to leave you with that song. Bye to everyone.